Did you know we love podcasts with mythical monsters, heroes, and gods? One of our favorites is Live from Mount Olympus, an adventure podcast for tweens and families of all ages. The new season tells a story of war, fate, friendship, betrayal, a heist, and a titan who played with fire. You don't want to miss the myth of Prometheus. Tune in to Live from Mount Olympus wherever you get your podcasts. What if kittens break the clock and Hey there, folks, and welcome back to Guilds and Goblins, the What If World show where your questions and our in-the-moment dice rolls help us have off-the-cuff adventures. I'm Mr. Eric, your Guildmaster, joined by my players, Scully the Squid, and my character's name is Skull and Bones. They're a skeleton and a trickster. Then there's me, Mamma Jamma, playing Swan Song. The Swan Troubadour. Let me just give you a little taste of my singing right now. Oh, 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 I think I can just introduce my character first. Oh, fooey. I'm playing Alabama Hera, the Cyclops Gumslinger. She likes chewing gum even more than I do. Oh, uh, I'm Alabaster's hero. And finally, there's me, Fred the Dog, playing Malador. The shell shark, Smelladin, like a giant crab shark who uses smells for all of their magical properties. And of course, since it's What If World, we've got a question for you from Dennis. Hello, my name is Dennis, and I I love Godzilla. Ask a question, honey. And my What If question is, what if Godzilla is real? Okay, that's yeah. it. Thank you so much, Mr. Eric. We love your show. Dennis, thank you for your question. I've been wanting to answer it for ages. And I also want to thank Ryan, Henry, and Elliot, who are just a few of the many kids who have mentioned Godzilla before in their what-if questions. Recap time! So in our last adventure, we teamed up with Skull and Bones to try to free the prisoners from the Founder's Museum. Sarapent the Serpent, Mandy Core the Monster, and a whole swarm of Nombats. I looked it up and when it's that many Nombats, it's called a Feast of Nombats. They're a make-believe creature, Fred. And I looked it up in a make-believe book. Well, the statues of the Founders wanted to capture us alongside their prisoners. It was a long and grueling challenge, leaving me and Mamma Gemma stunned and everyone out of hearts. But finally, the Founders realized that capturing us couldn't keep us safe. And so they helped us escape on Skull and Bones Moon Schooner. Which is gonna somehow get us to a snowy moon. I, I, I still am a little foggy on that. And all will be revealed as we find out what if Godzilla was real or a non-copyright infringing version of that creature. Calling all kids in the car. Brittany and Meredith here from the chart-topping Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. 
Are you dreading another silent car ride with the fam? We've got the cure. Three rounds of fresh trivia every single week. Movies, music, even science and Disney. We've got something for every trivia buff in the car. No more crickets chirping on those long journeys. The Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast is your secret weapon for connecting and laughing with kids of all ages, teens, toddlers, adults, it doesn't matter. Spark their curiosity and challenge their brains with every episode. New episodes drop weekly wherever you get your podcasts. Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast and turn those car rides into epic adventures. Are you looking for a podcast that your whole family can enjoy that asks the deep philosophical questions like, do trees fart? If you are, then you'll love Tumble, a science podcast for kids. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Marshall. Join us as we explore stories of science discovery, from butts to animals, dinosaurs, astronomy, and everything in between. You'll love these stories, and you'll learn something new. Find and follow Tumble Science Podcast for Kids wherever you get your podcasts, or at sciencepodcastforkids.com. Adventurers, a chill wind blows, filling the sail of your moon schooner and carrying you up out of the hole in the ceiling of the Founders Museum and into the sky above. Mandy Kaur flies beside you. Sarah Pent has wound her long serpentine body around the many dog bones that make up this schooner. And the feast of Nombats flitter beside you. Yeah, I don't think my moon schooner is big enough to fit all of them, is it? Not unless you can find a lot more dog bones and building materials really quickly. Also, aren't we still flying really slow? How are we ever going to get to the moon? As you voice your doubts and concerns, Alabama Hera, you feel two of the seeds from the Tree of Life glowing warm in your hand. Oh yeah, the founders each gave us one of their diamond eyes. And when Mandy Core breathed fire on them, the diamonds cracked open, revealing a magical seed from the idea tree within each diamond. We probably should have mentioned that in the recap. Well, anyway, two of those seeds are glowing in your hand, Alabama. What'd the founders statue say they were gonna do? Power our ship, unite us, and keep us warm. You should all listen to the previous episodes. Um, can I borrow those, Alabama? And a little bubblegum? Always. Well, at the bow of the ship, I made a sculpture of a skull out of dog bones and driftwood and seaweed. And I put one of the diamonds in for each eye. And stick them there with bubblegum. As soon as the idea seeds are stuck in place, they shine even more brightly than they did as diamonds. Vines start shooting out from one, wrapping around the ship and sprouting with leaves and flowers. Magical spores blast from these many plants. Uh Uh-oh. And as you breathe them in, you feel warmer, stronger, and the air itself feels thicker. You are now shielded from the cold and able to magically endure the effects of space travel. Like not being able to breathe? Yes, like that. Well, thank goodness for space spores. But we're still sailing in Earth's atmosphere. It's going to take us a long time. As the other idea seed lights up, two egg-shaped rockets of chrome appear at the back of the ship, 
opening up with a massive blast of fire and launching you into outer space. Oh, wait, what about Mandy and Sarabent and the Nombats? As you say that, Malador, the third seed floats up out of Alabama's hand and shrinks down your allies so they can fit on the moon schooner too. Each of you may, once per day, make one of your allies return to its normal size and take a bonus turn for you before shrinking right down again to be small and invincible. Hey, I want to be small and invincible. And unable to do anything else. Okay, well, maybe not that. The space flight to the moon is about 240,000 miles, or 386,400 kilometers, and it'll take you about three days at your current speed. That's time enough to rest, heal all of your hurt, get your abilities back. It also gives us some time to talk to Skull and Bones and find out what happened to this world. Yeah, Zarapent and Mandicore might have some things to say about it too. And can any of us speak Nombat? Well, they're still babies. They're still babies? They haven't even grown up a little bit since we saw them? Actually, they've gotten smaller. But no, they wouldn't have grown up. Nobody has in the last thousand years. A thousand years? Oh no! I must have missed like ten seasons of Doctor Who! Well, that's actually the problem, Swan Song. Nobody's missed any seasons of anything. What do you mean? It's just been winter. A thousand years of winter. Oh, I don't think anyone likes snow that much. And Skullin proceeds to tell you a story that I've kind of told them, but I want to say it myself because I'm not sure that they remember all of it. I totally don't. Yeah, please go. A story of how the doggy bandits became the doggy founders, riding a moon rock back from the Tree of Ideas, a magical rock that was actually the seed of a collective idea to build a doggy accessible city that was at one with nature and protected by magic. But the idea just wasn't big enough, and neither was the city. Hey, let us in! Come on, it's cold out here. Even we frost giants are nippy. But only dog people could pass through the magical shield into the city. Every other living creature slowly froze over, perfectly preserved in ice through a never-ending winter. Oh, Skullin, that must have been so scary for you. And just how did you survive? I think I can answer this one. Yeah, I just turned into a bunch of dog bones. And got yourself smuggled into the city. But no one here ages. The puppies haven't even lost their sharp little puppy teeth. And not every dog person was content to live this way. But any who left the city never returned. Skullin has spent most of the last thousand years resting peacefully under the soil. Yeah, because otherwise I think I'd be crazy. But over the last few years, since we arrived, I started gathering the materials to build this moon schooner. Since none of the dog vehicles will work for non-dogs. And now, at last, we can save the world. Okay, great! How?
Uh, I don't know, but I found out the idea tree is on this snowy moon. That's something, right? It is something, and that it is slightly more than nothing, yes. It's definitely something. We just don't know what kind of something it is yet. Adventurers, I need one of you to roll a d6 for me. Oh, here we go. What did you think? 240,000 miles of space was going to be empty? I mean, kind of. That's science. Then I'm afraid we've made our first miscalculation. Because this is science fiction. That's a six. Well, that was the highest roll you can get, which is usually a good thing. Usually. You hear a distant howl, which would normally be impossible in space, as there's no air for sound to travel through. But it should also be impossible for it to snow in space, or for a gentle breeze to fill your sails. And yet, that is what happens, as ghostly clouds of snow, which are vaguely doggy-shaped, prance and bound over, around, and under your ship, speeding you on your journey. Oh, I want to toss him a little treat. Sure, I'll say you have some carrot provisions that you throw out into space. And as they pass through the magical bubble that protects your ship, the little carrots immediately freeze over, floating lazily in space, before the snow ghosts find the carrots and chew on them with delight. Or maybe I'll give them, like, a chewy ball of super-condensed bubblegum. Yeah, and I'll make it smell like stinky stuff. The best kind of stinks a dog could stunk. I'll just throw them an old bone from off the ship. Your gifts are well received, and the gentle spirits, these snow ghosts, dance and play around you like interplanetary dolphins, before finally fading into snowflakes themselves. You each gain one heart. Those might come in very handy. The rest of your journey is pleasantly uneventful, as if the snow ghost somehow blessed your journey. But as you near the moon itself, you see that this moon, unlike our own, appears to have an atmosphere. A windy, snowy one. Brace yourselves, people! A blinding white assaults your vision as you enter the storm surrounding the moon. Icy winds rip at your sail and cut through even the tiniest gaps between the vine, dogbone, and driftwood that make up your moon schooner. Scullin, the ship's wheel is trying to spin out of your hands, and you are not strong enough to hold it. Adventurers, what can you do to help land your moon schooner safely? I'll stick up my hands and boots with bubblegum and grab onto the wheel with Scullin. All right, Alabama, you can roll your d6, and Scullin, you can roll dare, and you can keep the best result. So like a four, five, or six is a good result for me. Usually, but this is a pretty tricky situation. Just go ahead and roll. Oh. A five! A seven plus six? With your combined efforts, you keep the wheel from flying out of control, but you still have no idea where you're going. Okay, this might be crazy, but if I feed the magical flowers a special stinky concoction... Maybe they could burp out like a steam cloud because of the spiciness and it'll melt the snow? Roll learn, Malador. But it won't be easy to get this concoction just right. Yo. Seven plus two. 
Your stinkamy potion is so pungent that the vines do indeed cough and spit a steamy solution, but now you're just flying in a steam cloud rather than a snow cloud. Yo fooey. Well, steam helps me sing in the shower. Here we go. So I will fly ahead with my keen swan vision and sing loud so the ship can follow me to safety. That could work. So just roll swan song. The snow swan had a lovely, charming voice. She's a one-girl band, helps the ship to land. Well, she makes a lot of noise. Honk. Roll wonder. I'll even make that an easy roll for an excellent and seasonal Rudolph reference. Oh, good thing. Because that 14 replaces that 5. Then I add 2. Whew, with a 16, you guide the ship. It's a rocky landing. And the ship's going to need some repairs. But not a one of you suffers hurt. Okay, no more delays. It's taken three stories, but I'm going to see the snow moon and find the idea tree. The four of you marched through the snow, but visibility is still measured in feet rather than miles. Did I see anything when I was guiding the ship? You had to land the ship as quickly and safely as possible on top of a large, fluffy, white plateau of snow about halfway up Mons Isolus a low, wide mountain on the moon of Berend. And do any of my troubadour stories have hints about where the idea tree could be? Oh, uh, yeah, or any of my research? You can both roll learn and take the better result. I go first. I go first. Uh, eight plus two. Fourteen plus four. You patch together little rumors and bits of information with a bit of geographical know-how and figure that the leeward side of the mountain might be the only place dry and warm enough for such a magical tree to grow. And I'm assuming we're not on the leeward side. You are on the windward side. Also known as the opposite side, I presume. Great guess, Freddy. Yo, what you have to encourage me when you're making me do hard things? Go, Freddy, go. Go, Freddy, go. I want to see if there is any life on this planet that might give us a ride before we all get buried in snow. And how will you do that? I will concoct my most foul, stinkiest potion ever. It's sure to get somebody's attention. Uh, Fred, are you sure that's wise? Already doing it. Fred, why don't you roll learn to see how stinky you get this potion? Yes. Five plus three. Well, you still achieve stinkiness. However, it's the bad kind. There is no bad kind. Well, for this creature, there is. Oh, here we go. Yeah, Fred, I mean, you heard the what if question, right? <laughs> Of course I heard it. Bring it on, Mr. Eric. Did that say woof? It definitely ended in an F. The snow starts to shift around you as a great eyelid peels back. The eye itself is bigger than all four of you put together. And as the head shakes fresh snow away, you see a creature. That is more colossal than imagining. Like a Tyrannosaurus Rex, only exponentially larger. 
with a big wet nose and thick fur of snowy white and dusky gray covering most of its body and long floppy soft ears. Is it some kind of wolfosaurus? That perk up at the sound of your voice, Mamma Jamma. Not quite a wolfosaurus. More like a Dogzilla. <laughs> Dogzilla's eyes widen and then squint in your general direction as it sniffs. <laughs> Freddy's stinky concoction, looking none too pleased to be woken from its slumber. Hey, Dogzilla! Any chance you could give us a lift? It seems to know that you are the source of the stinky smell, Fred, and starts slowly and menacingly lumbering towards you. Don't say it, Mr. Eric. And that is where we'll end. Oh, come on. Our adventure. Dogzilla! Finally. Oh, but I just want to fix everything. You will have your chance. Assuming we get past the unimaginably large creature in our way. Oh, I'm confident in us. Dennis, thank you so much for your question, and I hope you all enjoyed your adventure. We've got some great what-if stories coming up for you all, but our guilds and goblins break won't be too long this time, because we all want to finish this adventure. And you all will go up a level, starting fresh for the next challenge. Folks at home, Patrons of the show get access to our introductory Guilds and Goblins rules, which are currently getting a big revision. And you also get ad-free episodes, a shout-out on the show, and access to other great rewards. Wizards of what? Get all the collected Guilds and Goblins material. So go to patreon.com slash whatifworld to support our show. Oh, and I have a podcast recommendation for you grown-ups. One of my friends at Airwave makes the Calm History Podcast, which is just a really pleasant way to learn a little something as you drift off to sleep. You can check out Calm History wherever you listen to podcasts. I'd like to thank Karen O'Keefe, my co-creator, Craig Martinson for our theme song, and all you kids at home who help make your town, your city, your school, or your snowy outer space moon a more welcoming place for everyone. And until we adventure again, keep wondering.